Richard, whose death we've been plotting? Wow, maybe there are no men. I finally agreed to listen to what he had to say, and... I've never known anyone like you, Samantha. I was in over my head, and I got scared. He got scared? Well, that doesn't excuse the... Okay, that coming from you is almost as disturbing as the news itself. I get scared. I hide under the covers, not between somebody's legs. Welcome back to the Miranda's Pod. Hope welcome. I hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. Even though we are technically recording before Thanksgiving, <laughs> but that's okay. You know, we're, we're, yes, we're recording a little before Thanksgiving. You know, the holidays get crazy. Black Friday, I'm a big shopper. Anyone else? Cyber <laughs> Monday, else? Small Business Saturday. <laughs> Busy girls over here. It, it's <laughs> it's crazy to think about what people used to do, like waiting in line at like Best Buy. Well, I feel like people still do because there are way better. I do? think there. Yeah, because I think the in-person sales are still way better. Oh, God, I got to get out there. Because each store is trying to get rid of its, you know, supply of shit. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. Shopping is so stressful to me. The holidays, I, I don't know, have lost a lot of their, their meaning. Oh, yeah. I think something that we didn't talk about last week, because mm. um, we obviously hadn't recorded in so long, is Halloween. <laughs> we completely, we just, I, I totally steamrolled the conversation about my elopement and we didn't even get to talk about Halloween. <laughs> no. How was, your, how was your Halloween? You know how my Halloween round was. <laughs> Sarah's trying to. No, no, it's just. Funny. I'm trying to set you up, girl. Just, no, it's funny because. So like, tell me, how was it? <laughs> no, it's funny because I. We just thought we would talk about Halloween. It's, you know, it's like always fun to like. I love Halloween. Sarah loves Halloween. Like, and just like that, I had a Halloween episode. Um, no, but something really funny happened with my costume this year like i so i went to a party <laughs> called chaotic singles on the friday night of halloween weekend with a friend and chaotic singles i believe is in chicago as well maybe new york i think they're maybe all over they have various parties throughout the year anyway i actually highly recommend even though it was like really crowded and you couldn't really tell what people actually looked like because of their costumes but i stepped outside I'll tell I'll I'll tell you what my costume was, but I, okay. So, so I step outside in my costume. I'm, I'm doing a, a costume with one of my friends, and this guy comes up to me on the patio and is like, "Princess Diana," <laughs> and I just go, "Yes," and he goes, "Bold choice. I love it." I was dressed as Susan Sarandon in Thelma and Louise. <laughs> just think, how how just did you think that. it was Princess Diana? <laughs> well, you did you did have a car, a cardboard cutout. Yeah, part car. of a car because my friend had the other half of the car. <laughs> and they this freaking creep just assumed the worst, like. It's like no, I have a heart. Like <laughs> bold, I love it. He thought I was like doing the car accident that Prince <laughs> Princess Diana died in. 
Like, but also, like, what? you don't have a blonde wig on. No, you don't what? have any of the Princess Diana look. I mean, I guess your hair is kind of highlighted, but um, that that is is. Bold. It's also the worst thing to bring up to a person who's high on mushrooms. I literally was like, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> buzzkill. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, what the okay. fuck? Speaking of Princess Diana, I was with um, Audrey, first yes. friend of the pod, now my friend, um, and we were watching our the first guests. episode of The Crown, mm-hmm. one of our former guests, and a um, great show. Anyway, I don't know if anyone else is watching The Crown, but it really it. made me rethink Princess Diana. I got, I have to like, I have to go on like a Reddit Wikipedia. What did you think to kind of, of go Chris, into that? Princess Diana before. I don't know. I mean, I had the Princess Diana beanie baby. Yes. I had like, it was more of like a cultural moment yeah. in time that I remember. But when I was going up to Audrey's apartment. I ran to people in the elevator and I said, oh, I'm here for this. And they're like, I don't know if we're going to watch it. You know, we were there for the real thing. And I was like, oh, man, I think people were like deeply affected by the footage. My mom, like what what happened? I didn't know who this person was until it was in the news. And I remember my mom was like, (gasps) and she immediately started crying actual tears. Yeah. And I was like, I remember it. (laughs) You don't know this person. But yeah, yeah, it, I get it. it. I get it now. And, and so I don't know anyone else. Anyone else fans? Are we getting any Sex in the City and The Crown fans? I bet that's an overlapping group. I'm sure. People. Um, but but yeah, but uh, so this episode in particular, oh man, on Original Sin, season five, episode two, on Original Sin. Here we go. So do you want to share a little recap? So in this episode, I'm trying to think back from like the first episode, what plot lines are carrying forward. We have Miranda and Brady are a focal point in this episode. Her and Steve, Miranda's trying to like negotiate her relationship with um, uh, Brady, Steve, and the baby getting baptized. So we meet Steve's mother for the first time. And I Which kind was of forgot. so was f- weird. Yeah. That, it was yeah. so weird. Only, yeah, just kind of interesting that this is the first time we're meeting her. Um, we have Samantha in this episode who is still really battling some internal doubt about Richard and the love he has for her. And he's really, um, and well, actually, big thing is that she gets back together with Richard. And she tells the girls, like, hey, over brunch, I'm back with Richard. They're obviously not happy with this. And so throughout this episode, kind of those seeds of doubt that the friends planted um, are kind of coming to light in Samantha's head. And yeah, so, I mean, Richard and her are, are such a complicated relationship. And then in this episode, we have Carrie and Charlotte. Carrie has a, like, no content to to write off of she's not dating she's not having sex so she's in a total relationship lull which sucks as a sex columnist so she goes out to kind of find content with charlotte they're looking at guys they're thinking whatever they go to this talk and charlotte is saying all these positive affirmations kind of like you know being influenced by this relationship guru and charlotte's really heartbroken and feeling really hopeless um the in the end of this episode we have Carrie find out that her columns are going to be turned into a book and she dedicates her book of columns to Charlotte the eternal optimist 
So a couple different notes in this episode. We've got the baptism. We have like new beginnings. We have the Samantha and Richard's relationship uh, feeling more solidified. So which little plot thread do you want to go for first? Well, um, how about you choose? I'm, I'm curious as to how you want to steer this convo. All right. Well, what do you think about relationship gurus and people spe- like sh- giving their spiels life advice online? This was an ancient scroll for me that somebody was giving a talk for people to go to. Like these people would just be on Instagram now. Like having so many followers. Meanwhile, an hour and 20 affirmations later. Love will raise you up. Fear will pull you under. Only love is real. Yes, stand right up. Yes, uh, I just wanted to thank you, Cheryl, because the affirmations have really worked for me. I prayed for love, I believed in love, and last week I fell in love. And he's perfect and kind and giving, and I now know that I deserve that. So, thank you. Thank yourself. You did it. Isn't that inspiring? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. It's almost for me. I felt like it wasn't an ancient scroll because this is literally every other person monetizing shit. On, I I personally think that um, I don't like people making money off people who are vulnerable i think it's wrong yeah i think that's fair um and i feel it's so funny because i i've i've seen more often like recently people who i like peripherally know or it's like i see that like someone i know is following them i've seen more and more people go into this like life coach life counseling thing and where there's like it's like super wellnessy it's super new agey and i'm like all right cool like go for it and then you go and see their like price list and it is like atrocious it's like way more than i would ever make as someone who's been doing what i'm doing for 10 years in my career and like it's like nutso to me and it's like if i were to pay that much money i would demand 100% accuracy and results and like you can't demand results when it comes to really subjective psychological kind of shit I don't know yeah I think there's the commodification of therapy yeah therapeutic advice and the adjacent like a therapy adjacent counseling yeah it's this like um it's not like, like actual yeah, therapy. Like this, no, it's not therapy at all. It's life coaching and wellness and sold to somebody, um, it, just sold to vulnerable, impressionable people. And it was interesting how Carrie even mentions like, wow, how many women are here and paying for these tickets to see this woman speak. And the woman's kind of spiel is about the power of positive thinking when it comes to relationships. And it felt a little bit like like manifesting. That's a word now that's used like heavily about like manifesting your reality, um, you know your thoughts have so much power and and, and like they have like energetic focus and so it was it, 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 interesting you're right it's not no I don't know if it's an ancient scroll I feel like we've just come right back to yeah. that moment where that's kind of where a lot of conversations yeah, um, about like personal growth and, and wellness and 
it was interesting. It, mm. it made a lot of sense that Charlotte was in that group of people. It did make a lot of sense. I actually wanted to ask you what your thoughts were about um, the, this woman's response to Charlotte. Charlotte so vulnerably and just so just earnestly was like, I'm really, really trying. I'm doing what you're telling me, but I'm not having luck. And this lady, what did you think of her response? I'm just wondering how long that woman was doing her affirmations because I've been doing mine every day and I, I want to believe, but nothing is happening. And I just don't think it's working. I, I just don't think it will work for, for me. I hear fear. I hear doubt. You have to believe love to receive love. Keep repeating your affirmations and eventually your heart will catch up with your head. Um, mm -hmm. uh, that, that's the thing though. I did find love. I believe that there was someone out there for me. And I met him, finally. And we had a beautiful wedding. And then everything just fell apart. Perhaps you're not really putting yourself out there. Oh. No. She's out there. Well, her response is essentially like, but are you really trying? Like, are you really, really trying? Mm -hmm. and, and Carrie comes to Charlotte's defense and is saying, you know, no, she is out there. She's trying. I think her, at the end of the day, this woman is not here to help. She's here to sell something. Yeah. So if the person is, if someone in the audience is saying like, I'm, it's not working, then the only person who can sell something is going to say, well, you're just not doing enough because, hey, this thing that you listen to and you buy and you follow me for, like, it works. You're the problem. So I thought her advice was just, I think, in indicative of, of her being in, like, sales and, like, her not actually being someone who wants to, like, help people. But I thought the advice was interesting. It's like, like – what what are the if you are single and you're lonely and you want to meet somebody what are the things you can do to meet somebody because mm -hmm. we know a ton of people who are like it's fucking hard mm -hmm. it's not easy and if it was easy people would just like be with people mm -hmm. because I, I think it's it's like I don't even know the advice to always give people mm -hmm. sometime mm -hmm. if if they're like I'm looking for a relationship and I'm trying all these things and it's not working mm -hmm. like sometimes it's just not working and it's mm -hmm. not that person's fault mm -hmm. and there becomes a lot of personal blame on women yes. for, if they're not in a relationship it's a lot of pressure a lot of blame on like bear. yeah and you hear conversations where there's like a group and someone's single and it reminds me of that scene in Bridget Jones when there's all yeah. these couples and Bridget Jones is sitting there and they're like well have you tried this and yada yada and it's like it's not a personal failing if you're not in a relationship it's not like something's wrong with you or you're not doing the right things like sometimes it's just not I don't know I recently was at a dinner mm. this girl um our age um was talking about her little brother and who's only 31 or something and they were like looking to set him up with someone in LA or something and literally I'm watching this table this whole table go who do we know who is single who do we know who we could set him up with and I'm sitting right there and I'm like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know who this guy is, but and I have no idea. You're like, they were, and it was literally like, I wish I could think of someone who's single. And I was like, I'm like, I, I, I just was like eating my food, but I just felt 
such ageism in that moment. Oh, shit. I didn't even connect that. Oh, interesting. Because I was a little bit older. I was out of the running for someone who was only three years younger than me. Oh, my God. Gilly shit. That's a good observation. Because if it was a guy who was 34 mm-hmm. and the it was a sister who was 31, mm-hmm. it would be a perfect fucking match. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was really interesting. And I thought it was really telling that how ageism is so like subliminally like ingrained in so many people. I like couldn't even believe it in that moment. I was like. I was like, I mean, I'm like very happy right now, but I just was like, interesting. I'm mentally noting that. I didn't think about that until you you said it about the about the age. Wow. And also like 34 is not old. I know. I just thought it was super funny. But but not that 31 is even like that young. Like that that's like a reasonable I'm just giving benefit Pairing. of the doubt to the people. Yeah, of course. Because obviously, like, a 31-year-old man is probably, like, a 25-year-old man. And a 34-year-old woman is mentally just older across any age. You know, we're just, like, older in general, like, mentally. So I I, I can understand if it was, like, whatever. Yeah. But I just thought it was really interesting, actually, just how that worked. Leave it in. Oh, it's an interesting conversation. Um, so, so yeah. I, I so th- this whole thing about women flocking to this person for like advice about dating. Oh, and I'm also not, you know, putting that down. Like, if you do want advice or seek it yeah. out, like it is hard. If you're like, hey, I want this thing. Like, I want to be in love. I want a relationship, and I'm like, I'm doing all these things, and I, it's not working. I, I, I get why people turn to courses and people because it feels like. What am I missing? It, then it feels like there's something, you know, like a personal failing. Um, and, and there's like, I really admire people's openness to learning and trying to modify and improve. I really, really admire. Because there are people out here, especially like a lot of men who just have no awareness to, or don't even want to bring awareness to how they present themselves in public, mm. you know? So, like, I admire Charlotte a lot for going down this path, but I do think that there's, like, a lot of, like, wellness predators, <laughs> you know? Yeah, where they're kind of selling you... Nothing, really, but... Yeah, I mean, I, well, now think about it. I, not, even, not even, like, wellness people selling something, but I think about, like, all, like, the podcasts out there mm. that give like dating advice yeah and i think we're us. just inundated <laughs> <laughs> hey i don't know what advice we're giving <laughs> i don't know i don't but know if anyone's getting anything good at it if anyone's mince. getting anything good out of this um so that's no, our I, Etsy I shop. There's, there's also but i yeah right i think there's just like so much information out there about like dating and mating and sex and like personal appeal and what you should do Mm. or shouldn't do it's fucking overwhelming Mm. and I don't know I don't have the answer I I I I think it really sucks for women over a certain age if you're single and people that's always in the chopping block for people to dissect what you are not doing that contributes to you being single oh yeah because like you're already like you already have like some sort of condition by being single but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do think it's really, again, just to kind of like, I think like rehash more of the kind of lifestyle, wellnessy kind of 
that girl type of Instagram-y stuff that we see, I wonder, sometimes I wonder, like, the especially the people who are have tons of followers, who are cranking out content, I wonder, like, do they have, like, is there going to one day be, like, some sort of support group or, like, wellness group for wellness content creators? <laughs> What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it must be, like, extremely stressful and emotionally taxing to be a content creator and, like, a wellness creator. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, I I know the pressure I feel when I'm putting out, like, you know, 10 Instagram posts on the Mirandas. And I am, like, I'm, like, deeply stressed. And, like, this this (laughs) is a lot. I I could not think of, like, a worse job than being a wellness content creator. No. I, 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 a content creator in general, I could, could not do it. And you're you're right. There is probably some support group in the future for these people. Um, I, it's, it's, it's pretty toxic. But I get roped into it, though. Like, I, I think I am Charlotte in this case. I am both a – I am, like, a hopeful cynic. And it was interesting that because Carrie mentioned in this episode, is a quote I wrote down. It, it was, um, is hope a drug we need to get off of Is or is it keeping us alive? Like, mm. what's the harm in – what's the harm in believing? Mm, I love it. And I feel – yeah, I thought it was actually a, a poignant and, and really, like, lovely, Carrie. And I, I don't I, – I, I think I'm both someone who's – incredibly hopeful but incredibly cynical mm. so i was both carrie and charlotte in this episode where where do you lean more oh my do you God, lean more I, charlotte's hope or carrie's cynicism i was thinking about that exact same oh my gosh i'm so glad you asked um <laughs> because i i feel the the like i feel like such a hybrid of those two as well like i feel so cynical i like the other day, I literally said to myself, wake me up from this nightmare, <laughs> <laughs> which is life. <laughs> oh, God, I got some stories. Yeah, I am right there with you. And I'm just like, keep calm and carry on is like my motto right now. And um, and I have a very good life, trust me, but I still feel like shit is really bad right now. Shit has okay. hitteth the faneth. And like I I feel like I need to find very little things in my life that make bring me joy, which includes this podcast, by the way. And so I feel the same way. I feel I'm so glad. And so <laughs> <laughs> And so but I am I do have a little bit of optimism that is like mm-hmm. life is so uncertain. My future is so uncertain. Right now, I'm doing way better in many different ways than I was 10 years ago. There has been improvement. And I'm having fun. I'm meeting people. I'm feeling a little bit better about, like, my body a little bit. Like, little things like that. Let's just embrace it and see what happens. So, yeah. Yeah. I well, don't know. That's all Gilly, you can do. Really. No, I, I I relate to everything you're saying. <laughs> I also think there's a, an incredibly common sentiment this time of year for people to be filled <laughs> with, a, with a little bit of despair. And it might be because it's dark daylight at like 5 p.m. Yeah. Like I feel like daylight savings like really fucks with people's like mental health. And 
I mean, I think my I think I just have like a severe vitamin D deficiency at this point. Like <laughs> I, I think this might be like <laughs> deeply chemical. <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah, things are not yeah, and it's yeah, I was talking to my 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 brother and, and he was talking to this one friend of his and and this friend of his is someone he really like admires this guy's life you know from the outside he has this life that's really like just nice and cool and he looks so happy and he was talking to him and then you realize like no like he just has all the same fucked up thoughts that people Mm -hmm. who like have a dysfunctional life even Mm -hmm. from the outside have so I think it's a very common experience right now not to diminish what you're feeling but to also relate to the 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 that perfect mixture of like hopeful cynicism and and yeah I don't know I mean I have so many great things in my life but even now feels a little like what the fuck am I what's going on what what am I doing sorry how does this relate to sex in the city (laughs) where were we because where are we that we're talking about Charlotte and Carrie Carrie in this episode even even her like at the you know she's putting her columns into this book and the great guest star amy sedaris molly shannon amazing cameos really great um you know uh comedic actresses who then say like what's the message what's the tone what's the overall like what's your feeling here and i thought that's like an interesting life question like hey what's your feeling here what are you you feeling hopeful feeling cynical and carrie's answer was basically like i gotta fake it till i make it because this is a great opportunity and I kind of agree. <laughs> like, yeah, in and many she, ways. But she, yeah. Yeah. And then she ends up, you know, dedicating, like I said earlier, she dedicates the book to her friend Charlotte, the eternal optimist, and all like the single gals out there who are looking for love. So I did like that the episode ended on that note. Um, what do you, just because I, um, the other whole other part of this plot point, talk about like little a cynical person Miranda and the baptism um interesting that there was such a heavily this was such a big part of the episode for only an eight season eight episodes uh season for like half the episode to be dedicated to Brady's baptism was an interesting choice I think it makes sense because um we see that like I don't know if it's this season or the next season that Miranda and Steve like exchange vows and get married so I think this is like kind of the mm. tee up to them getting more serious are you sure that i am godmother material shouldn't you maybe pick someone a bit more maternal no i like that you're not here's the thing this is such an awesome responsibility i don't know my own view of the future i think i'm possibly one bad date away from bitter don't you think that i I'm getting a little cynical. Not compared to me. But I do think it's kind of crazy that Miranda had Steve's whole fucking child, but never met his mother. I, I know. It, 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 well, it really is giving you another picture of Miranda and Steve, you yeah. know? Yeah. Oh, like my God. Even, with the, and just like that lens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, within just like that, mm-hmm. you can go back and kind of look at things. I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not totally erasing the Brandon Steve yeah. love story because they have a beautiful love story. But within the, within the lens of in just like that, mm-hmm. it's interesting. She's like, eh, okay, like he wasn't my love of my life. Like, eh, you know, he's never met his or, mom. Or as she said in the episode before, Steve does not shake my core. 
I know. Yeah. Oh my God. We, we forgot to mention that the previous episode. So yeah, they have this baptism. There's a couple like funny lines. I like the the godfather that Steve mm. chooses. Yeah. Like I think I, like he was super funny. He was like a comedic relief. Um, I'm just not a religious person mm-hmm. at all. And it, and I was, but I was kind of raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. So like there's this one line where it was like, mm-hmm. fu- I don't know, like I ha- peace be with you or oh, Christ. Yeah. I don't know. But like there was a part that was like repeating it back. I was like, damn it. It's like, you know, once, once you're in that cult, you're not getting out of it. But well, I died at the um, Carrie saying the Catholic Church is like a desperate 36 year old woman <laughs> desperate to self- settle for whatever it can get. And I was like, God, oh my God. Dear God. I mean, a couple interesting um, social, cultural uh, references. One, she was talking about the economy at this time. And I don't even know what year this episode was. Maybe you Oh, quick that's one of my ancient scrolls, Sarah. Yeah, like the economy. And then she's talking about the Catholic Church. And like the Catholic Church obviously know. had such bad press for years. And I think they're like yes. doing kind of okay right now with like the, the Pope. Yeah. Like, I mean, still they have like, yeah. you know, we can throw a, a joke about the Catholic Church, but interesting yeah. that we had those two very timely references of the economy and the Catholic Church. Yeah, that was interesting. What was also another just kind of fun fact behind the scenes SATC thing was that's the same church that Big and his mom went to in season one. It just like obviously a different denomination. I mean, it's, I think it was probably like a, an Episcopalian or like presbyterian church or methodist church and this was a catholic church so i just thought it was interesting that they used they got a clearly got a two for one deal on that i know they're like we we love this fucking place yeah um so this episode was filmed in 2002 this episode this so this is a post 9-11 yes it is so whatever that means to the economy (laughs) yeah it might be a little bit early but Carrie's very worried because she doesn't have like a super, you know, vibrant sex life that she's going to be laid off. And Samantha's like trying to assure her that she's fine. And Carrie goes, Samantha, I don't know if you read the rest of the paper, but these are troubled times. People, (laughs) people with real jobs are getting laid off. This is not a good economy. And I was like, I, in my opinion, like that is not aged well because I feel like everyone I know has been laid off at least <laughs> once, if not twice, in the past ten years that we've come out of college, and like, I feel like two thousand and two was an era of job security, so that must have felt like really shocking then, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it does feel a little full circle here that like we're talking about like bad economy, people losing jobs. Um, interesting that you know, twenty one year, two de- decades later, it's Shiz. it's worse than ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's really really it, bad right now. <laughs> oh god, the economy. Um, yeah, waiting for just like a housing market conversation. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll really be in it there. Um, but yeah, I think the, I don't know, like the whole baptism thing, it was, I don't know. I guess it was it was kind of sad that Steve's mother was so like in love with this child that she had never met. And it shows you how I much know. Steve loved the baby and how yeah. much Steve thinks of it as mm-hmm. like, like, this is his son. Mm-hmm. That's the grandmother. And how mm-hmm. Miranda has really kept distance and pushed them mm-hmm. away. And she's, like, hired all this help. She has Magda. She oh has the, yeah. the the nanny um, or the nurse. 
Mm-hmm. So kind of interesting to see the well, we're now really seeing the evolution of their relationship mm-hmm. and the closeness as Brady gets older. Um, but I don't know, kind of like not the most exciting episode. I guess we have Richard and Samantha. Richard's like wooing her with gifts. He buys her that giant rock for her finger. Right. Um, the, or what does Carrie say? Uh, like, what do you get when it happens again? The Hope Diamond? Like, <laughs> Hope Diamond. Other great reference. Yeah. Um, wait, is the Hope Diamond the one from Titanic? I thought that was like a Princess Diana. No, I don't know. Let me look it up. Oh, it's another oh, Princess <laughs> Diana. <laughs> wait, 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 give me a second. Give me a second. Yeah, what is the, the Hope Diamond? Diamond uh, is a 45.52-carat is a diamond extracted in the 17th century from the collar mine in Guntur, India. Who owned, who currently owns a Hope Diamond? Um, Merchant Harry Winston purchased the diamond in 1949. I don't know. I feel like... But this was the thing for Titanic, though. Oh, was it? Oh, really? I think this is the, what that necklace. One second. Titanic movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Diana. I know, Diana. Wait. Oh, nope. Because if, if we get a Titanic reference, we have come. This is just amazing. <laughs> the, oh, wait. No, that was the heart of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> but it's based on a real diamond, the 45-carat Hope Diamond. I stand correct. I, yeah, okay, I so correct. there's some sort of curse. I mean, maybe this <gasps> curse dates us that we don't even know what this is. Uh, I, I guess a supposed list of ill fortune surrounding people who owned it. Um, oh no honestly if you have that much wealth come on yeah exactly yeah another who knows anyway um anyway great reference the diamond um Um, even though we didn't get it we laughed um so well actually i I don't know i have a random question in light of carrie's uh column not doing too well um, it's actually my Carrie Tracker. Oh, tell me. I don't need professional help. I've got you guys. Yeah, for about another 10 minutes. Do you expect your friends to read slash follow your column? Part two question is, how does this relate to social media today if you're an influencer? Okay, great question. I like that you brought this up. To fill some people in who may not have watched... Carrie's talking about not having content. She wrote some like, you know, article on French fries. Miranda's like, oh, that was sweet. Charlotte's supportive and Samantha doesn't really get the reference. She's like, sorry, I don't have time to read your column. And Carrie's a little bit offended by this. And it was interesting because yet what what duty do friends have to read the column? Like, what duty do friends of ours have to listen to this podcast? Like, I have friends I who don't a, listen a, and I don't of mind. Of course. Yeah. I don't care at all. It does not matter. Like, no. it's very difficult to find the time to listen to it. And we're, again, we're very appreciative friends who do, but there's no judgment. Um, that was definitely a carry tracker to assume that Samantha would read her, like, silly little Sex and City column. I guess the only reason I defend Carrie actually surprisingly enough is that like the girls are like the four characters of the column because she's always writing about them so Hmm. like i feel like if you're like a you know supporting care like role you should like yeah 
like more involved i don't know like if if i had a blog and i was constantly writing about like you heather and, and my friends and then <laughs> you're like i didn't read it I'm like, well you should have <laughs> you should have read it um, but i would never turn to my friends and be like you didn't read my weekly column <laughs> well i wonder if it's like if you post something again i'm not on i don't have like a personal instagram so would it be the equivalent of someone not like reacting to a post? I don't know. Well, I don't, maybe. But I had this conversation with a friend recently, which is like, are there people who are your friends who have like really like weird online presences that you don't love? You know? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 When someone has like an intense online presence. Um, I don't have a ton of friends who fall into that category. I definitely yeah. have had that. And honestly, it's kind of one of those things you just in look away. Past. Yeah, exactly. You just, you just look away. You're just like, you know what? You do you. You do you. But it's got to um, be weird if you have like a really close friend who is an influencer or just has a massive following. Like it must be. Yeah. Really well, time will tell. I mean, weird. who knows yeah. where I'm going to go. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I won't. I won't forget you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Can you imagine if I became some like like spiritual guru? The Alex Cooper to my Sophia Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine five years from now I've got like a major Spotify deal and you're just like talking trash behind my back? You have like long ass hair extensions and like you're constantly wearing Uggs and like have a Spotify deal. Yeah, I, can't, I actually can't imagine it for some reason. Yeah, so can I. Especially those hair like, extensions. <laughs> oh God, the hair. I would love hair extensions. I kind of wish I had gotten those for my elopement, but that's neither here nor there. Um, hair extensions for an elopement seems like the... <laughs> like the biggest paradox i've ever heard <laughs> i did get a custom spray tan so that was my my most Duh. bougie thing but my 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 outfit was like under 200 dollars. i was very proud very I, proud so yeah so we had to go with the spray tan um okay is there anything you know what i have a, random a, I have a lot on here we haven't talked about you know what's crazy i don't so you I gotta like lot. take the lead here i don't know this episode wasn't doing it for me so what else do you have well, okay. Well, okay. So my second Carrie tracker, just to quickly say, is Carrie ignoring her email and her phone calls from her agents. And yet she still doesn't miss out on a fantastic opportunity, which is a book deal. Oh. Life is, that might be even be an ancient scroll. Life is so fast paced now that if you don't like reply within like an hour to somebody like, or like the same day, like. You're dead. Yeah, kind You're of. Canceled. Like it's given to somebody else. You have to be scrappy out here. Um, but I actually wanted to talk a little bit about Samantha and Richard a bit more. You know, being scared is not an easy thing for a man to admit. So what, they get a medal for correctly identifying a feeling? We do that all day long. I feel pissed off. Ta-da! DNR do not resuscitate. I'm not an idiot. I understand, as a woman of the world, that Richard is a very charismatic and successful man. And an interesting pussy might cross his path now and then. And he might fall. Into it. And if he does, it's just sex. That might be a flaw in him. But you know what? Nobody's perfect. Some women can't even get their husbands to pick up the dry cleaning. You're comparing not wanting to pick up the dry cleaning with 
Charlotte, do the thing. No. Well, Richard says to Samantha, which she later kind of tells the girls, that he goes, I got scared. And Miranda's, my Miranda sarcasm. It feels good to be sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a classic brunch scene with the girls. And one of the funniest parts is Charlotte mimicking the like eating pussy oh, sign yeah, with yeah, like yeah. the two fingers up to her mouth, which like yeah. who does that? Yeah. I had this like intrusive thought, like, oh God, what if I just did that at like work at one point? Like just like <laughs> you know, what? like no, it's like this idea, like, you know, who does that? Like yeah. who makes that symbol anymore? That felt like an ancient scroll to me to see yes. that. That was an ancient scroll. That wasn't. But you know what I, you know what I wondered is, does the, I got scared, does that feel a little gaslighted to you? Yeah. And the Hope I got, yeah. Like he's completely, I don't know what, but the, and, and Carrie kind of calls it out. She's like, oh, I have a column, like, delusional, like, desperate women and the lies they believe. Like, kind of not a nice thing to say. Yeah, also, to, like, your Jesus. most loyal, supportive friend. No one read the column yet. <laughs> I, yeah, right? You're, you're a bitch. But mm-hmm. so I I don't know. I, I've Samantha, also, it shows how much she really cares about Richard. And, like, and sometimes, like, bad boys like that just rope you in with their, like, fancy little things and their apologies and their little gifts. And I think Samantha's not immune to it. Right. Not immune to it. But you know what I thought was really funny? Like, again, like, we're watching this episode and now we're older and maybe wiser. Like, I've seen, including myself and, like, my friends, us all pull that same excuse out of our pockets to defend why we went back to the jerk or we're still with the jerk or we're seeing a jerk or whatever. Yeah. Or to like when you're talking to friends to kind of excuse bad behavior Mm -hmm. of the part person like or like they're with some person they're doing something shitty. Oh I'm sure he's just scared. I'm sure he this. And I'm like I think he's just not like a good guy. I don't know. I feel like the you, the excuses we've made I've definitely made excuses for guys in the past and like yeah I was, yeah I was just kind of like assuming I, yeah I think back to probably probably the age between like twenty three and twenty five mm-hmm. was a rough time but I also feel like now I was taking like, scraps I'm like trying to you know I'm going on dates now I have one tomorrow actually which will be interesting it's a first date and the person this are this is Dilly's Gilly's dating corner. Um, All right, give it to us. I, I'm going on a date with someone who's five years younger than me, and like, I I didn't realize until it was too late when I went. I checked the profile. I was like, what? Like, we're having a nice conversation. I I didn't realize. I thought I had my like settings to be older or whatever. But whatever. Balls to the walls. Let's go. Let's see what happens. But I do have to say that like you know, st- still dating now like. You really, I feel like it's it's very hard to be objective in your own dating life because you mm-hmm. want to be open-minded, right? Being open-minded is super important to finding a partner, I, in my opinion. And it's, so like you want to keep that in mind, but it's also like very good sometimes to be close-minded. Not too close-minded, cause it, but like to kind of realize that you don't make the same pattern or that somebody mm-hmm. is just kind of weird or a jerk or whatever. 
Um, but then sometimes someone do, really does rope you in and you have emotional stake in the game. And so you can't really pull yourself out. So I, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting seeing this episode because what, what seems so obvious to all the girls might not seem that obvious to Samantha. And I think people need their yes. own time to like figure things out. I, I think we assume that when someone's in a relationship, they have the capacity to step outside of themselves and view themselves within that relationship as if like you're out of your body and you're watching yourself have the relationship. And I think there's moments of clarity in which you can. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, we kind of go back to that talking about like hope hopefulness Mm -hmm. i think there's when you really care about someone you see the best you believe the Mm -hmm. excuses and you you can't yeah you can't see it you just don't see it and then when you're outside of it you can see it but you have to like go through it to get through it to know it um and it's why people stay in bad relationships for a long time it's why people have a difficult time making changes because it's not it's not visible yeah and patterns are really hard to see yeah. when you're when you're when you're the living pattern mm-hmm. like you you don't I don't know it's too meta to be able to like step outside yourself and see yourself how others see it but so I totally get but I also like how Samantha brought up her being with Richard she like announces what she's eating for brunch she's like and I'm back with Richard that's yeah. it because I think she knew that she was going to get shit for it because well even Charlotte says you know the guy we've been plotting his death um and that's it's kind of a hard thing if you talk shit about like the person you're with and, that, and your girlfriends only know the version of you talking yeah. shit why would they like the guy yeah you know and I think that's it's it's hard I think if <laughs> it's it's why I like caution people to not air dirty laundry all the time or talk about everything bad in their relationship because yeah. it kind of gives people a very false impression of their relationship. Like, you're, you know, I, uh, maybe that's not fair. I mean, I guess. No, no, no. Was, I yeah. agree. I agree with that. But you know what's really, you know what made me laugh was at the end of the episode because Richard was at the church and yes. <laughs> there were two things that made me laugh. One where like, you know, they said something in the prayer and then like, you know, the congregation says whatever back. I can't remember what specifically what the kind of line was. And, and oh, that was that like Catholic flashback for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Talk. like, you know, it's just like an us with you or something like that. Yes, and that one. Something like that. And uh, Richard, you know, says it under his breath. And Samantha looks over to him just so impressed. <laughs> like Jan Levinson Gould style. <laughs> it made me laugh. Total Jan Levinson Gould. Like, hmm, impressed. Yeah. Oh, Richard. Well, because, oh, Richard, well, I'm like a Catholic boy. Well, because she had earlier said, like, there's not enough holy water, you know, to, to get like you, something with you. To get you clean or some shit. Yeah, basically, like, calling him, like, Satan, but, like, in, like, a <laughs> sexual, dirty way. And, and then he kind of, like, giggles. And then, um, didn't Richard... No, I'm totally confusing something. For some reason, I'm thinking that Richard showed up to Miranda's mother's funeral, but that that wasn't no, it. No, that no, was no. But I, the second thing that made me laugh about the the baptism is that the at the end, <laughs> Richard goes to Miranda and it's like, and by the way, I was really scared. <laughs> and Miranda, Miranda does not know what to do with that information. Miranda's like, okay. Okay, great. Thanks. Enjoy the cake. 
<laughs> yeah, that was. I wrote that line down. I was scared. That was so that so was, so good. She was like, "Okay, cool." It was like very confrontational and weird at her own child's baptism. Beautiful baby. Oh, thank you. And just for the record, I did get scared. Okay, whatever. Thanks for coming. It was it was it was really good. I mean, Richard is such like a I don't know. I think it's like his overly moisturized skin. Yeah, he does like he would definitely be in Slytherin. You know, I was just gonna say there's something so slithery about him. I don't know. Yeah, he's a slithery little slimy guy. He yeah. just with that moisturized skin, and he has <laughs> a he, glow he might about his, him. <laughs> there's something there that's on. It's <laughs> satanical. Um, but okay, so yeah. I think that. Okay, this is a fashion miss. This okay, is very fashion. random. Oh my god, she's fashion roadkill. Okay. And I'm very curious if you caught this. Okay. My fashion miss, mm-hmm. it's not a hit, oh, no. is at the talk. <laughs> the the woman who is giving the talk <laughs> is wearing the most terribly tailored tapered dress pants they are the wrong hem yeah they are the wrong they that is a cut of a different time um (laughs) they're like a really tapered so they're kind of loose in the thigh and skinny in the ankle and as a dress pant that's a tough look to pull off so that's my fashion i'm gonna try and get a picture of it and see if people i feel like she was like wearing merrells or something like that like i don't know if she was but that's what she's got to be giving. comfortable up there. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely some sort of like shoals heel, you know, <laughs> comfort plus um, with that look. But I loved Charlotte's dress at the uh, the talk. It was like that printed heart pink and purple high color yes. backless dress. Yes. That was super cute. Like, sh- Charlotte like pulls off feminine. So, so beautifully. Yes. Super cute. My fashion is... Samantha's canary diamond, obviously. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Samantha's colors. She's been very colorful so far this season. I loved her pink trench with the red blazer. Oh, yeah. And the turquoise necklace. I just, I don't know. I thought that was really fun. Um, so, she always brings yeah. the color to the show. She does. So, yeah, th- those she- are my main call outs. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything else fashion wise? Carrie looked like a little bit better her hair is still kind of bothering me those barrettes yeah um i i don't know well we'll see where this goes i actually don't know what we have uh what's episode three what is episode three for season five satc i'm like i'm blank season five to me is a wash i know season six very well season five i just don't know oh my god it's luck be an old lady the girls <gasps> oh, go down to atlantic city a fun they're going fun, fun. out tonight they're gonna have some fun <laughs> yeah. um Okay, yeah, that's wow. Charlotte's turning thirty six. She's thirty six in oh, the show. Whoa, ooh, I know. Well, anyway. um, all right. What are you? What are you rating? Season mm. five, episode two on Original Sin. What's your What's your Manolo Blahnik rating? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. I'm gonna give it a three point five. On the screen, three point five as well. Love it. I have not been influenced. Yeah, this was honestly didn't really bring it for me. I thought the first the 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 season opener was was like a five for me. It was fantastic. This one was just like eh, it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, there were definitely things to talk about, but yeah. Um, 
Well, yeah. on, on that note. On that note. Um, yeah, well, we will see you guys for episode three, Luck Be a Lady. And then after that, it's only like five episodes left in season five. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, we'll see you next week, our little hope diamonds. Bye, our little gurus. Bye. (laughs) Bye, our little holy waters.